the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Tampa, St. Pete, and our newest location, South Bay in Riverview, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation in Tampa. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we declare our love to you. Lord, you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. And so we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you are faithful that you are the God from thousands of years ago and you are the God today and you're the same God. So we're encouraged, we're strengthened, we have hope. We bless you, thank you, and ask for an anointing on this radio broadcast and on all the listeners so that we can receive from you this day what you would have us receive. We bless you. In the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, I appreciate you listening to the Heart of Messiah radio program. I am Rabbi Steve Weiler, and each week I try and bring something from my heart, which I believe is on the heart of, of Messiah. And uh, I bring it to you, Lord, um, you know, my radio listening audience. And uh, it's great to be with you again, and um, we certainly want to mention that if you'd like to help us financially with keeping this program on the air, please uh, donate by going to our website, heartofmessiah.org, and click on the donate button, or call Karen at 813-831-5673. Let me also mention to you that I've prepared for our congregation a calendar of the Holy Days, which are coming up in October. And if you would like to get that uh, emailed to you, we'd be happy to do that again. Uh, you can email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org and request it, or call Karen at 813-831-5673. You know it's a great way to look at this calendar and say, okay, I can invite my Jewish friends to this service, to this Messianic service, and see what they think. Uh, why don't you start thinking of your Jewish friends now, and who can you invite 
to the Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, and so on. And, and we'll be teaching on this prior to the days so that you'll have more information on it as well. Well, you know, we have recently entered the month of Elul, and that is the sixth month on the Hebrew calendar. Elul began last Sunday. Actually, if you want to be correct, exactly correct, uh, it would have been last Saturday evening, because, of course, you know, all the holy days, all the uh, Moedim, the appointed times, start the evening before. And so it started September 3rd. And uh, certainly because it was the change of the month, it also is called Rosh Kodesh, which is the head of the month or the new moon. And traditionally, during the month of Elul, we are to search our heart. By You know, when we prepare for these high holy days, we just don't celebrate them. We prepare for them by searching our heart, by introspectively looking at ourselves and certainly practicing teshuvah, which means repentance, which means to turn back to God. And so this month of Elul, it's an interesting month. In Hebrew, it has four letters of the, in this month. It's an Aleph, Lamed, Vav, and Lamed. And it's said to be an acronym for Ani Ledodi Vidodili. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. That's a quote from Song of Songs or Song of Solomon, um, chapter 6, verse 3, where the beloved is God and the I represents the Jewish people, the people of Israel. But it also refers to the intimacy between us and God. Now, many people have taken this phrase, which is used within a Jewish wedding, to describe the intimacy between a husband and wife. We even see it inscribed on wedding rings. And so it makes me think, as we look at this month of Elul, how do we get more intimate with God? How do we get closer to God? How do we develop a relationship of intimacy with our Lord. Well, first, we start with the most important thing, right? You have to know Yeshua as your Messiah. Without that, we can't even go further, right? In Yochanan, John 6, it says, No one can come to me, meaning Yeshua, unless my Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. See, God draws people to Yeshua in order that you can have this intimate relationship with God through Yeshua. In Hebrews 1, 1 through 3, it says this, At many times and in many ways God spoke long ago to the fathers through the prophets. In these last days he has spoken to us through a son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he created the universe. This sun is the radiance of his glory and the imprint of his being, upholding all things by his powerful word. When he made purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. 
So you can understand why it's important to know Yeshua is your Messiah, right? Um, so we're going to assume, for this program at least, that most of our listeners, if not all, have received Yeshua as their Messiah. And we're going to look at developing intimacy with God, uh, knowing that you already have taken that first step. Now, let me say this. If you haven't taken that first step, why don't you email me, and I'll be happy to talk to you about it and and just give you uh, all sorts of information on not only how to, but where to go after you've just received Yeshua as your Messiah. So first, let's consider what keeps us away from God. I mean, hey, if we have a God who is up there and he wants to be intimate with you and I, what keeps us away? Why Why is there separation? Well, it's answered actually in the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, verse 2. Rather, your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God. Your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Well, this is not good. (laughs) Sin separates us from God, and all of us sin, right? We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God, right? So that means what we are trying to do in becoming intimate with God is to really get rid of a lot of our sins so we can get closer. Does this make sense? In John 17, 21, it says, Just as you, Father, are in me and I am in you. This is real intimacy. Yeshua never sinned. So it's easy for him to be intimate, right? 2 Corinthians five twenty one says, He made the one, so God made the one, Yeshua, who knew no sin to become a sin offering on our behalf so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God provides Yeshua so that we can become righteous as he is our sin offering. I wish it would just be that easy and stop right there, and we would have to do nothing. But God allows us to work through this victory that he's already given us. And this is how we get this intimacy with God. We've got to deal with our sin. But, you know, before we deal with our sin, I think we really have to deal with our heart. Our heart really is the issue. Uh, The heart is actually the seat of our emotions. It's where we get all our feelings from. And we see in 1 Samuel 16, 7, when... Samuel was choosing the, the king of Israel, and he's going through all these brothers, right? And then, but Adonai said to Samuel, so the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his stature, because I have already refused him, for he does not see a man as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. And that is so true. It is so hard for us to look at people's hearts rather than their outward appearance. 
But this is what God desires for us. And in Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10, we learn that the heart is deceitful above all things and incurable. Who can know it? I, Adonai, search the heart. I try the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So God is judging our heart. We need to get our emotions under wrap, so to speak, uh, because our emotions, which are, are the very thing that drive us, if we're not careful, to sin, because our emotions are our wants and our desires, and it's also our reaction to the stresses of life. And we need to figure out how to overcome the, the temptations and our emotions being used in, in, in a bad way and use our emotions for the Lord to be passionate for him and to overcome sin and temptation. Well, for me, what I believe is one of the most valuable things you can do to make your heart right before God is to pray Scripture. Our wants and our desires become what God wants because we're praying his word. Our reactions to stress is God's peace because we are praying God's word. Imagine God looking at our heart and seeing his word. Let me say that again. Imagine, close your eyes for a second. God is looking at your heart, and in your heart, he is seeing his word. Can you imagine how that makes God feel about you, how it draws you closer? I mean, just think of a husband and wife relationship. You know, husbands, how do you feel when your wife does something that makes it obvious that she was listening to you? You, you just have this warm feeling, oh, and that's what I believe God has for us. In Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing right through to a separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. You see, God's word is living and active and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So if God's word can do that, it can also change our heart to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. And that's why praying scripture is such a valuable tool in developing intimacy with the Lord is it drives out the sin and the temptation to sin because we have more of God's word in us than we have the world in us. Is this making sense? Intimacy with God is about preparing our heart to receive a relationship that we don't deserve, a relationship with the master of the universe. Can you even comprehend this? Preparing our hearts is the first step, I believe, to being closer to God. The second step is to deal with the sin in our lives. And so here are four steps, not all the steps maybe, but four steps dealing with sin that will part, be part of the process of coming closer to God. 
The first one, I'm sure you can figure out what it is. It's called repentance. We need to repent. Uh, Tradition in the month of Elul is that it was the time that Moses spent on Mount Sinai preparing the second set of tablets after the incident with the golden calf. He ascended on Rosh Chodesh Elul and descended on the 10th of Tishri, which is the end of Yom Kippur, when repentance was complete. Other sources say Elul is the beginning of a period of 40 days that Moses prayed for God to forgive the people after the golden calf incident, after which the commandment to prepare the second set of tablets was given. This is Exodus 34, 27, and 28. So we do know that Moses fasted for those 40 days. Another tradition was to blow the shofar each morning in the month of Elul to kind of wake us up, you know, get us out of that uh, lethargy uh, and get us into the spiritual warfare. Amen? And also, Elul is the time, as I said, for teshuvah, repentance. The Hebrew thought here is that we turn back to God, turn away from evil, turn from our, our, our fleshly thinking, and we walk in the power of the Spirit. Turn from our selfish desires and walk in the power of God's Spirit. Now, when we talk about repenting, it means to give up, to leave, to forsake sin. You know, we see in Proverbs twenty-eight thirteen, it says, One who covers up his transgression will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them finds mercy. So we repent to the Lord and we find mercy from the Lord because the Lord is looking at our heart and he realizes that our confessing and forsaking of the sin that we were involved in is true and real. And so he brings mercy upon us, which is one way we get closer to the Lord. Also, we need to regret this separation and ask God for his cleansing. I love Psalm 51 in this regard, verse 3. We'll pick it up there. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your mercy, according to your great compassion. Blot out my sin, my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my sin and cleanse me from my sin or my iniquity. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are just when you speak and blameless when you judge. So repentance is a key aspect of what we need to do to get closer to God. A second key aspect is forgive or forgiveness. Why is it so important to be able to receive forgiveness as well as to give forgiveness? If you don't receive forgiveness from God, you are still going to be hurting. And people who are hurting hurt others. You can't have a good relationship if you do not feel forgiven. Think about that for a second. Elul is also a time to begin the process of asking forgiveness 
for wrongs done to other people and forgiving people who have wronged you. God has forgiven us. We should do likewise. In Exodus 34, 6, it says, Then the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, uh, Adonai, Adonai, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness and truth, showing mercy to a thousand generations, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. And that's where we want to be, right? We want to receive God's forgiveness. Jewish tradition says that God cannot forgive us for sins committed against another person until we have first obtained forgiveness from the person we have wronged, which sounds just like Matthew 5, doesn't it? Um, In fact, there's something called shlichot, which are prayers of forgiveness, usually said in the early morning. Matthew 6.14 says, For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. And in Psalm 130, verse 44, it says, For with you there is forgiveness so you may be revered. So what that scripture is saying is God is going to be revered. God is going to be seen as awesome because he is, in a sense, big enough to forgive us even though we don't deserve it. Because when we are able to forgive, it means we are big. It means we have overcome. We are strong. And so God is the strength. God is the author of forgiveness because he has forgiven us even though we don't deserve it. And so that sets us free. And when we provide forgiveness to others, not only does it set them free, but it also sets us free. So when we forgive, we become revered. When we forgive, We're showing how big we are. And so it's crucial to learn to forgive and to receive forgiveness. Well, we will go over the rest of this as to intimacy with God, how to become more intimate next week. Um, There are a number of other aspects I'd like to bring out, especially mercy and reconciliation, but that's for next week. You know, it is wonderful to prepare for holy days. Preparation is a really good thing. When we're not prepared, we're surprised. And when we're surprised, we don't do things well usually. Developing an intimate relationship with God requires us to prepare. Prepare for the holy days. Prepare for time with Him. Prepare. I pray that this show is the beginning of your preparation and strengthened your faith. For God is faithful to not only his Jewish people through his word, he's also faithful to you. Look, knowing the heart of Messiah requires our being obedient to him. Sometimes people try not to be obedient, but this is not an area of salvation, but it is an area of intimacy with the Lord. So we need to be obedient. 
Would you like to help support us financially? Be obedient. <laughs> Email us at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. Call Karen at 813-831-5673. Hey, also ask me for the uh, Holy Day calendar, would you? I'd love to send it out to you and see your Jewish friends and you at our next service. May the power of God's Word and His Spirit saturate you this day as you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with a word of prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.